steal you for a sec. Hello and welcome. My name is Karen. And my name is Jimmy. And this is Hey, Can I Steal You for a Sec? Just like you, we're both extremely opinionated about The Bachelor and all things related. So we decided to move our group chat from our phones to your ears. We're going to talk a lot of shit, but by no means are we condoning any hate being sent to anyone who's been part of the show. Do what we do and send that to your group chat. We're not saying you can't be an asshole, just be a kind asshole. Also, if you truly don't like someone from the show, hit them where it hurts the most and don't boost up their engagement numbers by commenting on their social media posts. If you're looking for a podcast where your hosts won't body shame, are sex positive, committed to anti-racism work, and won't tell you what to do with your body, then welcome. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Karen. (laughs) So as Ashley and I mentioned last week, Ashley is currently on a family vacation in Mexico, and uh, we didn't really want her to have to take the podcast equipment just to do this. So we got our um, ex-producer and my current boyfriend, (laughs) Jimmy, to co-host with me today. So that's Jimmy. Current boyfriend. <laughs> I'm your last boyfriend. <laughs> My last boyfriend. <laughs> um, so yeah. So welcome, Jimmy. For those that have been listening for a while, he used to be our producer and would record with us. And now he just watches the show with us and lets us use the office to record. So here we are. Now I'm here. Now he's here. Well, this is usually where Ashley and I check in with each other about each other's week, since this is our way to socialize with each other, but... Well, I see you every day. Yeah, you're next to me every day. How has your week been? It's been all right. Work has been work. There's been no updates. Ashley, though, Ashley starts her first official day of being a teacher on Monday, next Monday, so... There's your update on Ashley, everybody. Yay, Ashley. (laughs) How's your week, Jimmy? Well, work. (laughs) Now this. (laughs) Really giving the people what they want right now. So let's just jump in. And you know what we'll do? We're going to start with some Bachelor news, which you're not prepped for, which is totally fine, because I can just take the lead on this. This is where I would play... Um, A little thing that goes in Bachelor News. In Bachelor News. There it is. With Karen. (laughs) Jimmy was supposed to record that as a soundbite so many months ago and still hasn't. So, but now we got the real thing. So it doesn't matter. Um, So basically I wrote down a couple of things. Nothing's like too hard pressing, but you know, people might be interested. So Tyler C. uh, now officially has a girlfriend. I think her name is Paige. And as the, the youth would call it, he hard launched her. Do you know what that means, Jimmy? Uh, I have an idea, but please tell me. All right. So when someone soft launches their partner on social media, it's usually like a cute little photo where they're holding somebody's hand, but you can't really tell who it is, mm-hmm. you know, just like easing into the idea. Um, but when you hard launch someone, you're like adding their profile, their faces in there. They did like a whole video. I don't know. It's like a TikTok video or an Instagram Reels video. I don't know. But basically he has a girlfriend now. And how exciting is that? Um, second thing. <laughs> so do you remember Maddie Pruitt from Peter season? Uh, Christian yeah. Virgin. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so do you remember like in May? Barn hates are right. Yeah. Right. Um, 
I think I showed you this in May, but she hard launched <laughs> her boyfriend at the time. And they were to, they had been together uh, in May up to five months. And then she was like, oh, I got the greatest G in the world or something like that. Remember? Kind of like a cringy post. Vaguely. Yeah. Um, so they're engaged. It's been nine months. So hard launching, it's like you're pretty serious? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if Tyler's seen his girlfriend are going to get engaged in four months, but Maddie's engaged. <laughs> well, didn't... Didn't he like, didn't he, did he write a book, Tyler? I forget. Did yeah. he write a book? Yeah, he wrote didn't, a book. Wasn't she like, like a past girlfriend? Like he mentioned her in that? Who? I thought Tyler C. wrote a book and then he mentioned like another girlfriend and then she ended up breaking up with him. Oh shit. Yeah. I, I forget <laughs> if she was a model, but yeah, he like wrote about, I don't know if he said that that was like the love of his life or something. I, he wrote something like super like serious about her. I think it was her. something like that. And, and then, then they broke yeah. up like a week after the book was launched or something like that. So I'm not sure he has like the greatest barometer. <laughs> <laughs> on that. Maybe he shouldn't be hard launching relationships. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, Maddie Pruitt's hard launch leads to engagement. Tyler C's hard launch leads to breakup. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, that's it for Bad. Bachelor well, news. Good luck, Tyler. <laughs> good luck, Tyler. Good luck, Maddie. Um, do you know that she's like a like a Christian motivational speaker and stuff? I just like watched a couple of her videos before we started. I've seen something about like something about that, and I don't want to know more. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me a lot of when I was in church and we would go to like talks and stuff. They all kind of have like the same like cadence. It's like a motivational speaker. Like they all kind of. But for Jesus. Yeah. You know, well, is your crowd pushing you to Jesus and things like that? I don't know. Sometimes when I listen to Christian motivational speakers, I replace Jesus's name with like just somebody I know. So it really hits me just like how strange <laughs> this is. But anyways, so we have a very hefty week. This was quite the week to miss at Ashley Jaren. Um, I'm sure she has a lot of opinions because she's probably going to be listening to this after. I hope you're having fun with your family, Ashley. Oh, yeah. Family vacations are so fun and not traumatic and don't resurface any issues. So, Jimmy, um, let's start off with the fact that every single man at the start just looks absolutely exhausted. I pointed it out to you, but like all of these guys have like bags under their eyes they're like yawning they look so tired and we know that rose ceremonies usually last a really long time but i'm assuming that because they had to split it in two for the first time ever that it just like really lasted into the night because they looked exhausted well they panned to like i think it was like at least five different guys sleeping <laughs> and i i didn't really clock that and i wasn't sure why that was but then once you mentioned that it was like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that traumatic experience. Yeah, so they were all exhausted. I felt really bad for them. Like, I know it usually lasts long, but dang, like, I could just tell, like, Tino had major bags under his eyes. It looked rough. But, um, so at the start, we they talk about, you know, the previous night, and then the main focus really is around Hayden and what he's saying to all the men, <laughs> all the different things he's saying to them. Um, <laughs> he said... He's telling the men like kind of like he had a conversation with Gabby and like maybe that's why she was upset or whatever else. And he kind of tells them like what he says. And the guys are kind of being like, dude, what the hell? 
Um, and one part that just really gets me is when he says, you know, I use the word that she uses to describe herself. So maybe she shouldn't be using that word if she's going to get offended by it. And it's like, it's like one thing for me to describe myself in a self-deprecating way, but then for someone else to use it, it is offensive. Like, I feel like that makes sense to most people. I think he's just pretty much saying like, oh, sorry you got offended uh, by what I said, but you're not actually allowed to talk about what I said because you must be a hypocrite, right, for bringing it up. Like, yeah. it doesn't, the logic doesn't work. If that didn't make sense, it's because it, it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't. And then it, like, then we keep seeing more clips of like shit that he's saying and he's like, uh, or I guess shit that he's saying or shit that the men have said that he has said. Because I don't think we ever heard him actually call Rachel and Gabby, like refer to them as these bitches. Like, I don't trust these bitches. But Meatball says that Hayden at one point told the guys like i don't trust these bitches um well, they, they showed us a clip oh did we actually was, see him say that there was a couple of clips where he's like saying i don't remember verbatim what he was saying but like he would say something about the girls and then it'd be like bleeped out oh shit i yeah. totally spaced on that i mean i did see the one where he says like oh i've been comparing them to my ex and they just don't hold up a candle to her which i'm like go to your ex then dude like I, why are you here yeah see that one i didn't see but the bitches one like for sure oh wow yeah so they just kept cutting to different lines and i was just like this is so terrible and then like at the start we just have a strong start from meatball because he's reacting to all of this and he's like i just feel awful that he's saying all these things <laughs> I didn't like him at the end of the last episode, but now that he's like, I don't know, getting more camera time, I'm like, yeah, go meatball, dude. I know, right? Yeah, I did not anticipate actually being a meatball fan by the end of this episode, but like he had a really strong start now, and, and I put down like, am I a team meatball right now? I wouldn't go that far. But no, no, in some capacity I am though. I'll give him, I'll give him the time of day now. In a meatball versus Hayden situation, I am team meatball, you know? I'm not a stand, but I'm not anti-meatball. I don't think meatball's gonna get married at the end of this no but i <laughs> like him a lot more than i did before and i'm kind of glad they kept him um so anything else about just you know the beginning because we're going to move into some of the dates now let's go all right so we have our first date well jesse actually comes in and tells the guys that they're going to be you know traveling now which is very exciting and he tells jesse? them yeah the host i thought that was colton i was like when did colton learn french <laughs> We're still trying to tell the difference between them. Um, that so, makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> they just brought Colton back just to host randomly. <laughs> uh, so Jesse tells them they're going to Paris. And I saw a couple of the girls from, was it Colton season? Yeah, not Colton. Fuck. Clayton. <laughs> from Clayton season. <laughs> These three men are just like all like melted into my head. Uh, I saw a couple of the girls tweet from Clayton season. Like, remember when uh, Jesse walked into our room and told us we were going to go on this like world class traveling. And then he told us we're going to Houston, Texas. <laughs> um, so he tells them they're going to Paris. But he says that two guys uh, aren't going to be going with all the men just yet because they're going to be going on a special date. And that is Jason for Gabby and Tino for Rachel. Um, and so we're going to go straight to the date. Um, the girls are talking to each other about how they just really need this stuff to go well, because last week was really bad, especially for Rachel. 
Um, and in comes the guys. Um, both of them are looking absolutely beautiful, actually. Uh, I think a couple of times they've dressed Rachel in some very strange dresses, but I think they look beautiful. I gotta say, Karamo, what was that, dude? Oh my I'm God. sure you guys already talked about it, Yeah. but I wasn't there, so Karamo. Karamo. If you're listening... He's, he's not he's, he's not listening. absolutely not <laughs> but if you're listening or if somebody knows karamo Please i just i him. need to know why <laughs> why do they Anyways, put gold on a yes. blonde the women looked beautiful of course they Nasty. were in france and they did it up um and so yeah so gabby is with jason who apparently is very shy and doesn't talk very much um, oh really <laughs> and um, I think we see more of, oh no, we do see uh, Gabby and Jason a little more at the start. So they go to measure their heads to wear some berets. Um, and Gabby, I think I relate a lot to Gabby here. I'm not a hat person. You've put a hat on me before. I've told you that I'm not a hat person. I don't like how I look like in some hats. No, do you remember? Um, it's like a five panel hat and you're like, no, you'll look cute in this. And then you put it on me and it's just quiet for a couple of seconds. And then you're like, I'm going to take it off. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> but that probably happened. <laughs> so I, I too would probably not work a beret, but Jason was loving it. Um, and then we cut to Tino and Rachel making crepes. Um, as one does in Petty. Um, yeah, I mean, they both just had little cutesy, goofy things. Which, honestly, maybe I'm skip. I'm skipping all the way to the end of the episode. That's but okay. The, after the show, l- where they give you, like, a little snip of, like, the outtakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wine, like, making slash tasting, I guess, date looked yeah. a lot more interesting than... Uh, measuring your head for a hat i don't know yeah i thought so too i mean obviously they always do more on these dates but the measuring your head thing was strange that's pretty stale yeah uh so so yeah they're just having cutesy little things and like having a good old time in paris and then they end up like meeting up together like at a bar um kind of like in a double date situation and rachel and gabby i think rachel's like oh do you have to go to the bathroom and then they like walk into the bar and basically just talk about their guys and i think gabby said i'm in love and then rachel was like me too and they're just having like this really cute like friend moment which is i feel like i don't really like the two bachelorette dynamic or not dynamic i don't like there being two bachelorettes because one is always going to feel insecure comparing themselves to the other vice versa Mm -hmm. but i do like that these like two women have like a friend to like lean on during the whole process. Mm-hmm. And it's really sweet when we get to see them like interact with each other. Like they, I feel like they have their each other's back a lot of the time. There's never been a moment where I feel like Gabby is versus Rachel or vice versa. It's more just like the experience is like really stressful on them, but they like come together if that makes sense. For sure. And 1000% agree. But uh, can we just mention that before they had that cute moment. They told the guys that they were going to go to the bathroom oh, together. Right? Oh, yeah. can, you go, can you go to the bathroom? Um, <laughs> and they walk like 10 feet inside into the door. And there's like two windows or not two windows. There's windows there. And the guys are literally like right there, like 10 feet away. <laughs> and they're like talking and gushing like about the guys. And they're right there. And I think it seemed like they could hear the guys like talking too. So like the guys could hear them. So the guys could hear them. And it was just like, (laughs) 
<laughs> it was super cheesy. It was cute, but it was just funny because they said they're going to the bathroom and you can see that they're not in the bathroom. <laughs> that was probably like a production thing where like, before you go, we have to like put you in this position and have you guys talk or whatever. Like, so you think they went to the bathroom? I think they probably did, you know, <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, so they're having a really cute time, which is good because they both went through a rough week. I mean, Gabby had a harder time at the start of last week's episode and then Rachel had the harder time at the end, obviously. So it's kind of nice to see them actually like these guys, even if again, Jason says nothing, but obviously Tino's like, I think Tino and Rachel should just pull a Claire and run away and get (laughs) engaged and just do the whole thing. Are they still together? Claire and Dale? Yeah. No. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Maybe not fully pull a Claire and Dale. No, they like were on and off for a little bit. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. They broke up and then they... Got, got back together, back together right? and then broke up. And then I think Dale, knows where I, think, now. I think Dale might be dating someone else now. Well, I'm unsure. I guess we'll see if, if they hard launch each other again, if they <laughs> then we'll know that it's serious. You're learning. Look at you. <laughs> All right. So let's see. So, okay. So they don't go to the bathrooms, but they go to the bar. They gush about their guys. They also talk about the whole, like Paris is doing something to us. I see you know what's funny? I've never, well, I've never been to Paris. I don't think you have, huh? No. No. So <laughs> I always, you know, there's like the whole thing about like Paris being like the city of love and yada, 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 yada. And everybody that I've known that has gone has said that they're like always disappointed and like that it's like not that like beautiful and not that great and like not that romantic. Mm-hmm. And it's just like another like kind of dirty city, which... I can kind of believe because like people have the same feeling about like L.A. where they think it's like glitz and glam and you're going to see a celebrity and like it's a land of opportunity and all this crap. And then they come to L.A. and they're like, oh, it smells like piss everywhere. And it's like, well, yeah, we have a homelessness issue. So I feel like I'm not too shocked to think that Paris probably wouldn't be romantic. Um, And I saw on Twitter that we're like. People on Twitter were just saying, like, Paris is not that great. Well, I mean, if you're the bachelorette and you have, 100%. like, preset dates from production, it's yep. going to feel like All the most romantic paid. city. Yeah, exactly. You get to go. You don't have to, like, even think about your day. Like, it's planned for you. You're going on a date. Like, obviously, you're going to feel like it's a super special place. So, it makes sense. <clears throat> All right. So, let's move into the evening dates. I think we see Rachel and Tino first. Yeah. So... Rachel and Tino are having dinner. Um, Rachel um, and them are kind of talk, or Tino are talking about like her career, her being a pilot, and her previous relationships. She mentions that she had an ex who wasn't super supportive of her relationship because she said that like pilots are known for cheating. Um, and Ooh, I didn't remember that part. Oh yeah, so she mentioned that. Um, and pilot to, Pete probably wasn't very happy about that. Way to trust your girl, dude. <laughs> I know. And so he mentions that. And then another part that like, I just, I just hate was that there was a mention of like how like women who are pilots mm-hmm. won't be able to like sustain like a normal family life. Yeah. So like, you know, she would be out working a lot and there would be situations where like he, AKA the ex would have to like be at home, like taking th- care of things at home. And he doesn't know if he could be like supportive of that. And so she was like trying to kind of suss out like how Tino felt about the situation. Um, And Tino seemed to be pretty supportive of it. I think he even said like, you know, like I'd be open to it. Like, I'm not going to say relationships are going to be easy, but like they're worth it if Mm. you work towards it. 
which I think is like a respectable response, I guess. For sure. Um, but I don't know. I feel like I'm jumping ahead when I look at Tino's response versus Tyler's response. I really like Tyler's response. He just like, he like fully jumped into it, but I'm not saying I don't like Tino. It was just kind of like a, I don't know. I felt like Tyler was a lot more like he gave like the better answer than Tino did. Yeah, honestly, I, I, I remember Tyler's response. I don't actually even remember what Tino said. Yeah. It was probably just like boilerplate, like, yeah, of course I'd support you and stuff like that. Um, so I was kind of trying to suss out Tino and I wasn't sure how to feel about him, but then he started talking about like the family stuff yeah. and how important family is to him. And he seemed super, I don't know, genuine. Yeah. And it seemed like Rachel seemed to think so too. So he's kind of growing on me too. I mean, this is like, what, what week is I this? I think it's week four. Like we barely know these guys and yeah. we're already at this point where we're in Paris now. I know. I don't think that's typically the case because, I mean, they were bragging about, you guys might have already talked about this, but they were bragging about how many men there were this season. Oh my God, yeah. But when you split it between two people, that's like 15 Significantly people less. each. So it's like, no, it's not really that many. Right, exactly. <laughs> they don't have that many to choose from and they're already having to be at this point yeah i feel like they should have split it from the get-go and had more probably men. like had yeah. like 20 and 20 and like done it that way and had like guys from the get-go say like who they were here for and just do it that way if um, there would still be the logans who would like try to cross over mm. but it would have like mitigated a lot of crap and we still would have had like a lot of drama like it's not like yeah. it's not like that wouldn't like that wouldn't cause any drama it absolutely would but yeah i was gonna say one thing is like i do like tino I think him and Rachel are really cute together. I think like I really do like him. I can see that Rachel. I mean, Rachel did say at the end of that evening date with him that she could see herself falling in love with him. And that's the first guy she's ever said that with. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like you said, like, I don't actually know him that well, except for like what Ashley and I know about him off the Internet. He seems like a really good guy. Mm -hmm. He does a lot of like nonprofit work and stuff and like raises like a lot of money for like charity and things like that. Like his whole Instagram is basically about that. And he's a construction worker, I think. Um, so he's Tyler C. Basically. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but we don't know. Like, I don't know much about, like, his background, his family. Like, he hasn't trauma dumped yet, so we don't know anything. Mm -hmm. um, but I am, I don't know. I feel, I think um, Katie, the ex-bachelorette, she tweeted out, like, oh, dang, like, Rachel, this is the first guy Rachel saying, like, she's falling in love, or she could see herself falling in love with him. I'm predicting, like, a top four breakup. Because, like, usually what's been happening is, like, the people that they're really strong with at the beginning, it mm -hmm. hasn't really panned out every time. But then again, Katie, that happened to her. So maybe she's a little more hesitant about it because didn't pan out with Greg, didn't pan out with a couple of guys that were really strong at the beginning. So, yeah. well, I mean, I'm not surprised that she's having such a strong reaction um, because just look at how her last week went in her first yeah. one-on-one date. She sent home because she just wasn't feeling it. Oh, shit. Right? Yeah. And then now that she's finally getting somewhere with someone, yeah. it's like, yeah, I'm gonna marry this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Especially like when you're on a show where it's all about finding the person to marry. Like, I guess that totally makes sense why she'd have such like an intense reaction. But I mean, you know, it goes it but goes with the show. He also seems like a decent dude so far. So you know, he does. He does seem like her. one of the strongest ones with her. 
Um, and if anything, too, he's been one of the guys that had made it very clear from the get go that he was there for Rachel. And that's like I've actually I've talked about this before, but like the number one thing that a lot of leads have said is like their biggest insecurity when they're lead is that they don't feel like they deserve to be in that position and they don't feel like everyone's there for them. Like those are their fears. Like I think Colton had said it in his book. Hannah Brown said it in her book. Katie has said it on interviews. Like it's like a consistent theme. So I think when people have men or like people there who are saying like, I am here for you and you alone, it Mm. like helps with their confidence and helps with probably their, their relationship, which is why I think like Tino and her are so strong or like Nate and Gabby are so strong. Cause like those guys from like day one made their intentions very, very clear. Mm. So that makes sense. So now we're going to move into Gabby and Jason. Um, so (laughs) he doesn't say a lot and they definitely edit it to make it seem like that i'm sure he talks a little bit more probably but like there's like a good couple seconds where it's just silent and you can just hear like i think gabby or jason like drink their wine and like (laughs) it's just it's just too funny um but he starts off with sharing about how he's actually like a really super private guy Mm. which being on a dating show on you know reality tv probably is not be that private (laughs) yeah like you gotta be a little (laughs) bit open to it right his his instagram must be on private or something it was it It (laughs) was there you go but everything else it's up for game his instagram was actually on private until like last week or something um and ash and i were talking about it when we did like that first impressions where we're like i wonder if he's like cleaning up or like you know, like if he has like some pretty like wild post or something that could come bite him on the ass. But I guess, I don't know, maybe just a private dude and didn't want to deal with like Instagram just yet. Well, we know that he goes to or went to therapy. Oh, shit. Yeah. Which, green flag. Green flag. All men should be in therapy. <laughs> really? I'm, really not, I'm not there yet, but... <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> He'll get there. He'll get there. Um, yeah, so talk about being a private dude. He talks about he had a lot of self-doubt growing up. And it sounded a little funny, but I, I like understand what he's saying. So he had a lot of self-doubt. And he said that he really like funneled that into being really good at tennis to the point where he started to hate tennis. And it seems like tennis Whoa. was probably a big deal for him. Like he probably like played it more seriously than like, you know, other people would. Um, and you know, that sucks. I think that's kind of common for people to try to do that kind of stuff where they like put a lot of their self-esteem on like some hobby or skill that they have to the point yeah. where then they just hate it because and it just has too much pressure. Yeah. But like the higher you go with something, then the more pressure there is to continue d- excelling at it. Yeah. Yeah. And like even people who make careers out of like things that they once enjoyed, like people talk a lot about like trying to like find love again for like the thing that you now have your career in. Like people Mm -hmm. do that, like on the artistic side or even on like the sports side, people have talked about that. So I could see how that could happen. Um, well, yeah, he talks about that. And then he talks a lot about how going to therapy as an adult has helped him a lot, um, Mm -hmm. sort out all of those things and like understand where things are coming from. Gabby then opens up again about her mom and the re- the distant relationship that she had with her mom and the impact that that had on her. Mm-hmm. And I don't, 
<laughs> just like comparing how Jason listens versus how Eric was listening <laughs> on the other date. Like Eric just looked like he was completely dissociating. Whereas yeah. like Jason just looks more engaged in he what she's like he saying. Was actually processing. Yeah. What she was saying. Like he was actually thinking about what she was saying. And to be fair, like, like when, cause I have a thing about Eric, I just don't trust him. Um, but to be fair to Eric, like the way Gabby was presenting that evening was like, it definitely felt like very chaotic because she d was definitely not in like a place or in a place that she probably wanted to be to bring that up because she seemed a lot more like rehearse isn't the right word, but like composed and talking to Jason about it. And it's probably because she's already opened up about it to one mm. of the guys before. So she kind of like knows how to say it again um, but I also thought about that and I'm like, man, it just must suck for her to have to like, cause that's really intense, like to, f to know that your mom didn't love you basically. And then to have to mm. like say that and share that over and over and over again, because you're dating multiple men, I think would probably be extremely difficult for anybody to do. That's always rough. Them having to go over those things over and over again. Cause the, the guys, um, they only have to tell one person. I mean, granted it's on TV, so you're really, you're telling everybody, Yeah. but you only have to tell one person. That's the bachelorette, right? Right, right, right. Where she has to keep <laughs> mentioning her Just mom. Keep reliving the trauma, you yeah. know, that she had. But, um, I did want to mention, she did say something that I thought was really sweet and like shows a lot of growth, I think is Gabby says um, about her mom, she just didn't have the tools to love me back. Yeah. And how therapy, like that was a big thing that therapy helped her realize. I like how she said it because it shows compassion. Even though, you know, mom might have done you wrong, like it still shows compassion for mom. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's been like a couple of people that I like listen to over time, like in their interviews and stuff, who've had like strange relationships with parents. And like a lot of them have put it in ways like like that, like how Gabby put it, which I thought was really sweet. It's like a nice perspective to have. And then I've heard another person say like, you know, they used to have a lot of resentment towards like their dad for like missing out on their life and like not being there when they needed them to be there. Mm -hmm. And then that when they had their own kids, they realized that like their dad was really the victim in that, which is everyone has a different take. It's not, mm -hmm. a, it's not like applicable to everybody's situation. But the reason that they realized their dad was the victim in that situation was because he couldn't imagine like missing out on special moments with his kids. So he can't even imagine how his dad felt mm -hmm. missing out on moments with him. And it just like shifted his perspective on like his father and like his resentment on his father. And I think that's kind of, it, I don't know. It reminded me of what Gabby said too. Um, cause you know, parents are human too. Yeah. And it doesn't excuse mm -mm. the person, but no. it kind of just puts things into perspective of like they were going through some shit too, probably. And that's why, you know, they were absent at whatever capacity. Yeah. It gives you like at least a reason to try to understand, but not necessarily excuse everything. Cause you know, it's not like it's okay that what happened to you happened to you. But if anything, it might open a door to help you like heal and understand that like it wasn't you, like you weren't the problem. And so that hopefully you don't carry that on with you for the rest of your life. But obviously it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to like get to that point. But, um, 
I kind of, <laughs> I like that Jason was like, oh, have you ever done like inner child work? Like it was just, oh, yeah. it's like two people in therapy, just like talking about therapy. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was really sweet. And also like, let's be honest, like when men, like with men, like that's not a common thing. Like y'all don't sit around like talking about like what kind of therapy works for you. It, no. it, it's not very, it's not known to be the masculine thing. So it's just nice to see I mean, not even just men, like therapy in general, isn't, it's like stigmatized still. So it's just nice to see people talk about it so openly. Um, and with just like, I don't know, enthusiasm too. Um, I had to explain to Jimmy what inner child work was. So if you don't know it, there's different ways of doing it. One way that I do know is that sometimes it's about like framing how you talk about yourself to think about you saying those things to like your younger self. So like some people will like imagine talking to themselves as a child. So like for me, like maybe if I'd have like negative self-talk, I imagine myself saying that to like 10 year old me and like, would I want to be talking to 10 year old me like that? Like mm -hmm. probably not, but there's different ways of doing inner child work, but that's just one. Um, all right. Anything else on Gabby and Jason? You ready to move on? Let's go. All right. So then we go into a group date. French boxing. Um, French boxing. I don't know how it differs from other boxing. I felt like we didn't actually get to see a lot of the boxing, did we? I felt like it was panning onto the crowd a lot and to Gabby and Rachel, but I feel like we saw like a couple seconds of Nate and what who was it? Was it Eric? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to see Nate beat up Eric. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't get to see that. No, they did like pre-speeches to Gabby confessing love, basically. Not love, but liking her. All right. And then I think the date and became about like Rachel's feeling towards her guys. Oh shit, that's Yeah. There was a lot of panning back to Rachel, but but I did like Nate's uh pre-fight speech. Yeah. Because he actually talked about shit that he noticed about uh Fuck, who is it? Gabby? Gabby. <laughs> I, I forget. There's two of them. There's two, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then I felt like Eric's was just kind of like platitudes. Yeah, it was like you could insert any girl's name that you've ever interacted yeah. with and like it would be so applicable. I feel like that's another like minor mark against Eric yeah. and us, me not really trusting him that much. I know. It's just like little things that just build up. He just has a look to him, too. He's from Santa Monica. Like, I just don't trust him. And, you know, <laughs> maybe he just doesn't have the tools, you know, Ooh. but then maybe he shouldn't be on the show. But we'll see if we'll see if he um, progresses at all. You know, if he opens up, we'll see. Dang, Jimmy, you should do you, you don't even need to go to therapy. Look at you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I also like that Nate pulled Gabby aside to check in with her before like anything happened. And he was mm -hmm. just like asking her how she was doing and like, but when he did make that speech, Rachel like whispered over to Gabby, like he always notices the little things and that's like a big deal, which I totally agree. I think like having, when someone like says things about you that are like little details or like very minor, not, not minor, but they're just like small things that they notice. It means a lot more than just like the obvious compliments which I think Nate did a great job at. But so this day is about Gabby. So all the guys are saying super nice things about Gabby yes. and how much they like Gabby. And, you know, they're and the thing is, is that the guys know the structure of the date. They, they go up in the boxing ring. They say a thing about Gabby. So they're prepping something to mm -hmm. say to her and then they do the fight and then you keep moving forward. 
Rachel's guys don't know what's going on. They just kind of get brought on to go watch a boxing date that all these random audience members are also watching and they're watching their friends mm-hmm. fight each other who they haven't seen in a couple of days. And then Rachel's kind of separated from them over where with Gab where Gabby's at. Um, and Rachel spends the time comparing how the men are talking about Gabby or at least team Gabby's talking about Gabby versus how team Rachel is talking about Rachel on a date that's about Gabby. A hundred percent. And yeah, that's true. And it's also true that, and I, I didn't clock this at first, but this, I guess this is the first time that these guys are seeing uh, Rachel since the rose ceremony, right? Yeah. I didn't even clock that. And I guess she was kind of mentioning like any, even like anything as much as a glance, like she would have appreciated just to, they, so they can show that they'd notice her, right? But she didn't even get that. And that's what I guess started her spiral. And then you get, you know, all of Gabby's guys saying nice things about Gabby because it is Gabby's date. Yeah. And then Rachel just like, man, these guys won't even fucking look at me. Dude. I know. <laughs> yeah. And like the thing is, is like, I, I'm not, some people were upset at Rachel for being like making Gabby's date about her. But it's like, I mean, the bachelorette for Rachel is about Rachel and the bachelorette for Gabby is about Gabby. That's mm. what's making this super hard. But I like get why Rachel felt the way that she did because, and it, I think it's a production thing where it's like this, this date is about Gabby. So obviously the focus is just going to be on her and she's Rachel's human. So she's not going to help. She can't help but compare herself to what's going on. And also with the guys that are seeing Rachel for the first time, I mean, a big thing about the show, I guess, is that there's really not that many rules necessarily in the sense of like when you can pull her when you can't like we've seen guys like Mm -hmm. go to like bachelorette's hotel rooms and like talk to them and stuff like that but i think it's just hard to do it in the moment like i know for me like i'm a i've tried to follow rules as best as possible and and if there's no rules i'm not gonna like try to make them so like i would probably be hesitant to like go over to rachel who's sitting next to gabby while they're filming this episode about gabby's date and be like hey rachel let's go chat because i don't no, I think if one guy had done it, they would have all kind of followed suit. A hundred percent. I just probably. think they just didn't know that they could. And probably now, since Rachel has talked to them, which we can get more into later, they'll probably be like, that was like the permission that they needed, basically. Mm-hmm. As much as that sucks, but it's, I think it just is what it is. And bringing Rachel to a Gabby date probably wasn't great for how she's been feeling for the last couple of days since she got rejected by like three guys. Yeah. I mean, I think people forget that this isn't just like out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, have you watched the past, like all of the episodes <laughs> Yeah. and how they've been talking about how like insecure they feel and what you were saying earlier about like Rachel comparing her men and how they're, treating her to like or how she perceives that they're treating her to gabby on gabby's date that's the been the problem this whole time is that these girls even though they love each other are comparing each other's situations so that's where all these problems are coming from but do you know who the i guess one of the guys was noticing (laughs) oh god who was it jimmy uh gabby <laughs> when they were supposed to be there for rachel so oh. that's our pal logan who's you know i mean it it sucks because he's human but 
and maybe he does see himself, you know, more with Gabby, but it just sucks because oh, of yeah. all the stuff that's already, happened. already happening and how I think one of the things the girl said after that last row ceremony um, where they kind of split the guys between the two yeah. was that they feel like they have the power now. Yeah. Oh, and dude. Yeah. It's because they have options. Like, yeah. it's because they have an option. So, of course, they have power now. And, like, Logan, the thing is, when I feel like a lot of people felt like this, at least when I was looking on Twitter last week, when Rachel gave Logan the rose, everyone, mm. not, I shouldn't say everyone, but a lot of people were kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, that's, I, yeah, that's true. Even though he was pursuing both of them, mm. I always felt like he was more into Gabby. And mm. I think that he just got, like, mixed up. Like, or not mixed up. Like Rachel obviously called him for the rose and then he probably had some attraction for her, but had more for Gabby and probably knew that from the get go well, and was kind of just both, like, yes, he did. <laughs> and I think he was just kind of like, yeah, so he can continue being there. And I, and I get it, I suppose to a point, but not in this episode. And we'll no. get more into Logan later. We'll get to that. But all right. So we're going to move on to the evening for Gabby's date. Which is with Spencer. The guy who won the big fat belt, as she put it. Oh, yeah. The big fat belt. <laughs> we don't really get to hear a lot about their date because over Gabby's date is Rachel spiraling. Oh, God. Um, and talking about how she doesn't feel special with these guys. She can't do it anymore. And she goes to her group of guys and basically like voices out that she's upset Every single guy looks shocked. They have no idea that she was upset. They all looked perplexed. But in hindsight, they all kind of were like, oh, damn, like, that's true. Like, this is the first time we saw her and like none of us like it really acknowledged her. And we totally could have like I think Ethan especially says that um, in his like little talking head thing. Um, or is that his name? Ethan? Who? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh shit! What's his name? I think I it's Ethan. He see, has like the facial reactions. He's Asian. Oh okay. I think that's his name. I I have no idea. See, because this is <laughs> what like episode four. I know. I don't know these guys yet, and they're already they're already in France. I know. I know. It's so weird. It's strange. But so she goes to talk to her group of guys. They all kind of understand where she's coming from. Logan is. <laughs> listening to probably all of this and going like damn i don't know when i'm gonna tell her (laughs) (laughs) but um so yeah and gabby ends up giving spencer the rose Mm -hmm. on their little one-on-one date in the evening um they kiss under this little tunnel of lights it's very cute you know basic bachelorette shit um let's see now after this confrontation with Rachel and the guys, they now have Rachel's group date, which will be all about Rachel and Gabby's guys don't come into this one at all, which is great. Yeah, it's should, how it should be. Just keep them separate. Just keep them separate. Have the girls check in with each other. Have them live together. You know, be together in the Support process. But they don't have to do the dates together. Cocktail together. Dates separate. <laughs> So they're going on their date and they walk into this room and there's just this like Parisian, 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 Parisian couple think. making out, 
like hard hardcore um now they know how we feel watching that <laughs> on our screens oh man that's so true yeah so everybody's perplexed and um uncomfortable people probably think they're in the wrong place uh <laughs> but no they're in the right place and this is a date all centered around like flirting and like all sent around like kind of trying to pretty much get Rachel's attention and so there's like three stages to this date the first one is like having everybody flirt Mm -hmm. with Rachel um Zach gives a very I'm gonna give him an A for effort and a D in execution maybe A in execution he tried to execute execute. Rachel right (laughs) did you see the caption yeah under his what the occupation yeah under the occupation I don't know how to say it it was like Le Havre, whatever strangler. What does that mean? It's probably the the name of the city or something. Or I guess they're in Paris, huh? Yeah, I don't know. maybe it's like the know. name of an actual like strangler <laughs> in Paris that they just like pulled out of nowhere. Um, yeah, so A for effort, A for execution, but also an F in, in execution. Both. Yeah, he gets both. Um, and he, like, he he's aware, you know, like afterwards he's like, yeah, that did not go well. But like all these guys, I mean, it's uncomfortable to flirt with someone in front of a group and everyone's just like silently watching you like do your thing. Like, it's just weird. So obviously they're all weird. And thank God for Ethan, who's like, I'm just going to try to make her laugh. And he starts crawling and goes to, like, kiss her feet. (laughs) But she's laughing. And that was the point. So, you know, solid effort. I think he passes that round just based off trying to make her laugh. No, you have to pay money for that. (laughs) Um, And then the second stage of the date is is making out with your hand, which is just so cringy. I took a lot of pictures of the guys just like reacting and like looking away. It was like physically painful. Brought me back to middle school. <laughs> Did you ever practice kissing? A hundred percent. On your hand? A hundred percent. Really? It, yep. I don't think I ever did it on my hand. I think I might have actually kissed a mirror though. Like I wanted to do like the lean in to see how I it feel worked. Like that's worse. Is it? <laughs> Let us know which one's worse. Kissing with your hand or kissing the mirror. I'll do a poll on the Instagram. <laughs> Please do. I'd like to know. The, I'd like to know. Well, I kind of like wanted to see how it would look to lean in and it always looked weird, but then it never worked out. Well, you're not supposed to keep your eyes open. Are you Matt James? Oh God, dude. Did you remember his reason? He's like, you have a beautiful woman in front of you. You don't want to look like, I was like, I guess. Good good save. Good Good save. save. You're still creepy. Did I ever tell you about my first kiss? Yes, I did, right? I don't remember. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It was, I think I was like 15. And like the guy that I was dating at the time, he had like, he had dated like other girls. He had like made out with other girls. Mm -hmm. He had kissed other girls. I had never kissed anybody. So I like in my head was like, oh, like he's going to take the lead because like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've like never kissed someone before. Mm. And we were like walking. He was like walking me home after like going to the mall or something. We're like at the corner, like around where like my home was. Mm. And I was like walking away. And then he's like, oh, like you're not going to kiss me. And then I was like, oh, okay. And so like I walk back up to him and I'm kind of just standing there because I'm like, I don't know what to do here. And he doesn't do anything. So oh, then wow. I'm like, I guess I'm going to lean in. And he's like, at the time, like a little bit taller than me. So like, I like start to like lean up to kiss him. And like, I kind of miss like the bottom lip. 
and I only kiss the top lip and I don't know how to kiss. So then I'm like, I'm going to pucker and I do like, I'm going to back away from the mic, but I go and like, it's dark, it's at night and it echoes cause it's quiet. It's <laughs> so loud, Jimmy. It is so loud. And he goes, huh. That was awkward. And I was like, yeah. And I literally just ran home. I said, yeah. And then I ran home. He just stood there and I was like, you've made out with people. Like, why didn't you walk me through this a little more? And then the standard like texting afterwards, because we can't actually talk about it in person. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, we'll just have to practice more. It never got better. It (laughs) never got better. I'm convinced that he probably had never kissed someone, but I'm, I know he has. But it was just like, dude, how where do you want to kiss a? <laughs> seriously, kiss <laughs> seriously, this is the where where my hug at guy? Oh my god, it was so bad. So yeah, watching that, I was just like, this is re-traumatizing. And now on to the best part. Some I don't know how it kept on getting more and more cringe, but now the armpit smelling. Oh my god! Well, it's a pheromone thing. Right, right. I like your pheromones That's for the good. most part. That's good. Sometimes we we need to wash the pheromones our, off a little our bit. Our pheromones clash. Yeah. I think sometimes we push the pheromones a little too much. Okay. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> I mean, I do too. Um, anyways, so they have Rachel blindfolded and smelling every single guy's armpit. And mm-hmm. I, I get the idea. There's a science behind pheromones. But like, what if as I do some days, what if you forget to put on deodorant? You know, what if there's a little, you, they just flew, right? They just flew. Mm. You know, it's been a couple of days. They're getting their routine set. What if they forgot to put on deodorant? Well, I guess it's probably better for the pheromone test then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, make sure you're nice and ripe. for Rachel. God. I feel like it would tickle a little bit too, to have someone's nose all up in your armpit. I'm too ticklish there. Well, I hope she wasn't that close. God. <laughs> who was it that she smelled that she was like um it was meatball i oh, think he was the first one that makes sense the guy's diet <laughs> is like only meatballs right so like he's got like beef sweats probably it can't be healthy for you it man. can't be healthy for you um so yeah just another awkward moment with the armpit smelling but we they all got through the date we got through the date and we moved on do you have anything else to say about that those wasn't, dates that wasn't the last part no? was it at least the, with the group. She has like no, a... the love a, letters. Oh, shit. I totally spaced on that. What happened yeah. there? I mean, it was more cringe, but then we had, I guess, oh. one, one moment, yes. which I didn't know was a moment, but I guess Tyler had a poem already. Yeah. Like pre-written before they even went on this date. Yeah. He said like it was... Or I don't know if he said this exactly, but because she came upset and he like wanted to have something to like prep to Mm. talk to her to make her feel better or whatever that was really sweet um she takes him on that one-on-one afterwards tyler and he like says that to her that he kind of already had something prepped because Mm. like she was upset the other day which i thought was really sweet and like another green flag like he saw that she was upset and instead of like just saying like oh like i won't like I don't know. Like, oh, that sucks. Like, I'll make her feel better. He, like, actually, like, tried to do something to, like, actually make sure she felt better. Um, mm-hmm. And it sounds like regardless of whether or not that actually happened on the date, he would have found a moment to, like, tell her what he had written mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Which I think is really sweet. 
Um, and they actually get to know a little bit more about Tyler, which is really cool. Um, so I guess I forget if he was engaged or like if it was a girlfriend. It was obviously getting serious, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't remember him saying that they were engaged. I don't remember if they were or not, but he said that he bought, bought them a house. a house. Yeah. He bought them a whole house. Yeah. And then she <laughs> was like... She just wasn't ready or she didn't know or, herself or it was something about her or it just wasn't him or just yeah whatever it yeah. was it just like and i think he didn't even have a lot of clarity on it either or at least that's he made it, it seem like that so that he didn't yeah. have to share it on you know yeah. tv which is totally fine that's completely fair right um but yeah he like bought a whole house and you know if you're buying a house with somebody you're that's I mean, you're probably planning and you are planning your future. So I can't imagine that was like an easy. I would, I would say that that's almost as serious as hard launching someone on social media. Ooh, almost, almost. though. I think hard launching, let's be honest, hard launching is a way well, more serious thing, I mean, right? Look, if you're buying a house, like eh, whatever, dude. But yeah, if, you're, if you're hard launching someone to your like, I don't know, like 100,000, 500,000 followers. That's mm, a big deal. 500,000 people now know. They all they all know that you guys are together and you're serious. <laughs> Who knows about the house? The realtor? Yeah. Who cares? Like one other person. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, you know, you know, buys a house, whatever. Wasn't that serious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but then Rachel shares again about like, you know, the fact that she's a pilot and it, that means, you know, it's, right. her career is really important to her and how that means that who she's with is gonna not going to have something that's a bit outside of the traditional family life because she does want a family. Mm. And I just love how enthusiastic he sounded, but he was like, yeah, I'll stay home. I'll take care of the house. Like, that's not a problem with me. Like, he just sounded like so cool with just being like that home husband, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> which I love. Like, I think, I think it's fine if guys want to like, I've seen like the stay at home dad stuff too, which is mm -hmm. really cool. I do think it's funny. I think when people are stay at home dads, they get a lot more like respect than like stay at home moms, obviously, because that's like the expected thing. Right. And when a man does it, they're like, wow, like look at them, which is true. Like they're breaking a stereotype, but also at the same time, like, you know, stay at home moms are just as cool as well. So well, that's their, that's, that's society's whole beef with women who want a career is because yeah. they're supposed to be at home, right? With the kids, but yeah. But then, I mean, it, I guess it's both ways because some people, some weird people look down at men who, yeah. I guess, take up that role yeah. and let their, you know, partner, you know, yeah. know, do what they need to do. I mean, that's like something I have with my parents. Like my mom had the better paying job. It made more sense for my mom to stay at her job because she was like in a career that was growing, that was mm. going to make more money. And she was like learning things. And then at one point it was like, I forget what had happened. Stuff was happening between my sister and I. And um, then they like, I mean, it wasn't even like a decision. Like it was just my mom was, was like, oh, I quit my job. Yeah. She was just like, she's I'm, the woman. She's the woman. Yeah. And like, they're both from Mexico and stuff. And like, it was, it wasn't a question. And I think I'm pretty sure at the time my mom was making more money than my dad. Um, but she was just like, oh, like I stay home now. Mm. And that, that was it. Like there wasn't a conversation, which like now when I look at it, I was like, dang, like, I just feel like the smarter move was the opposite. And like, I don't know. I like that, that we have people talking about it on TV. Cause it does like normalize that that is an option. And like, that it is possible. And obviously it's really important for her to have someone that understands that because she's like, I'm not going to give up my career 
which I think is fantastic. And I don't think she should consider that. And she should find someone that would be willing to, you know, meet her in the middle there. Yeah. I mean, I tell you that you need to make more money all the time so that I can quit my job. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy's a very progressive guy. Very progressive. <laughs> We're both fighting over who can stay out. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's so easy, right? We do not dream of what, labor. That's what society right? says. Because we can just relax at home. Right. I mean, if we don't have kids. It's easy running the household anyways. <laughs> anyways. So they have a really great conversation. I actually really like Tyler. I didn't know anything about the guy. I didn't really think about the guy before. I've only been half paying attention, but he is on my map now. Yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan of his. Um, if he doesn't make it all the way, he'll definitely be at Paradise. Um, but yeah, so now we're going to cut to some really spicy stuff, which is Logan <laughs> talking to Jesse. Um, and he's telling Jesse that, um, he thinks that he has a spark with Gabby and he thinks he wants to explore that more. And Jesse's, it's like midnight. He's, you know, he's already had like a whiskey <laughs> or two. He had his slippers on earlier. He was shirtless and he had to put on a shirt, talk to this fucking guy who can't make a decision. And he's just like, what do you want to do? Like, what is he supposed to say? He's just like, all right, guy, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you kind of suck. Um, but so we get a little taste of that um, before we go to, I think, cocktail. Anything else think, before we get to cocktail? No, I think so. All right. Cocktail. So we're at cocktail now. Obviously, there's like Logan who's like, uh, you know, I got to. Oh, I think he tells Jesse, like, I got to talk to Gabby mm -hmm. now, which I'm like, I think you got to talk to Rachel first. Because like, I feel like you saying you got to talk to Gabby. It almost feels like I got to make sure there's something with Gabby before I ruin it with Rachel. Oh, I, I thought he was saying he needs to talk to Rachel first. I think he said Gabby first. Oh, that, that, that's It just it makes it sound awkward. like I got to make sure that that's a that's a for sure thing before I ruin my Ooh. maybe for sure thing if, over here. If that's true, that's a little grimy. Yeah. You talk to Rachel first. Like, yeah. anyways, um, so we see cocktail happen one of the first guys that we kind of see have an mm -hmm. a lengthy conversation is um mr hayden mr florida mr florida hayden talking to rachel um he's sharing about his dog rambo who he absolutely loves and he has an album of pictures of his dog which people were like this guy just carries around a photo album of his dog which I'm like, he's going on a show. Don't all these guys have some little quirk thing of some sort? Like, haven't we seen it in the past where people bring things on? So it's not that weird to me. Yeah. I mean, his dog has cancer. He loves his dog. I get it. I had a dog that had cancer. Kind of wish I had more pictures of that dog. So I'm not like super judgy about that. Yeah. Um, But he talks to Rachel about his dog and how his dog like got cancer and he was super sad about it and how he wouldn't be here if it wasn't if his intentions weren't like serious i guess well he said his dog may only have like a few months to live yeah yeah which is really rough yeah that sucks dude yeah i i don't doubt that he loves the hell out of his dog yeah but i just feel like it was like an easy thing to try and i don't know drum up like some empathy some empathy yeah yeah you know what I like there there's no stake in that like it's not like jason fuck was, was that his name jason like opening up about, oh, about therapy his, and the yeah, self-doubt the yeah. stuff like that i feel like whenever you bring up stuff like oh my dog is sick 
And like I said, like, I'm sure he loves his dog. I love our cat. Yeah. But it just seems like something easy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I think like my thing is with the stuff that he was saying at the start of the episode, in addition to like the dog thing, like, I feel like personally for me, if I felt like these two people that I was dating, like if I felt like I was on the show and I was there for Gabby and Rachel or whatever, and if I felt like both of these women, and at this point, he's now only Rachel's guy. So this is a mm. weird thing. But if I felt like not, neither of these two women hold up a candle to my ex, if I was thinking like that, I'd be like, why am I here? Obviously, I need to like fix my shit with my ex or I need to get over my ex or whatever. But then that also like coupled up with like my dog could die in a couple months. I don't feel strongly about these women because I'm my ex is a better person. Well, I don't trust these women. I don't trust these bitches. I don't trust these bitches. While Rambo is apparently, you know, at home without his owner. Yeah. With cancer. And obviously there's but, someone taking care of him and stuff, but it's like all of these things together, I'd be like, why am I here? Yeah. Why would I still be here? Like, I would just go home and I wouldn't like Hayden wouldn't have to go up to Rachel and Gabby and be like, fuck y'all. He could just be like, look, like, you know, I wish I could say there was a spark. I don't really feel it. I have a dog at home that, you know, could potentially die and I want to spend as much time with him. I don't want to waste your time. Don't want to waste my time. I'm going to go easy. Done. But he just is like being so fucking rude. Like he's being so rude to both of them. And then to their and then to Rachel's face, he's like a completely different person, which aggravates the shit out of me. Like if you're going to hate me, hate me to my face. Don't like be nice to me. Mm. And then like in the next breath, talk shit to me, uh, talk shit about me to the guys. Like be real. Yeah. And then that kind of goes into the next thing that happened, which I think it was Tino who like came in and was like, hey. Um, oh, Rachel, yeah. could I can I talk to you? Yeah, like you do on the show, and I mean, like <laughs> honestly, like bad timing, sure, for sure, dude. Like he, dude, was just talking about his dog with freaking cancer. Yeah, who the hell likes cancer? Right, and yeah, it was bad timing, and then yeah, Rachel was like, yeah, sure, let's talk. Yeah, um, but then you know, instead of you know, of course, I he I I think he gets to be like a little bit like peeved off at that. Yeah. But instead of you know talking to Rachel about it later, he's telling freaking everybody in the house and complaining about Rachel how and saying how I I forgot what he was saying about her like saying like he doesn't I think he was alluding to him not seeing himself like with her and not yeah. being able to trust her I again. Yeah. I mean, and he was in a sense saying that she was rude he didn't i don't think he said that word for word but like he was alluding to that like yeah. you know how could she just like stop the conversation there when they were just talking about this and he's just complaining 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 and then um meatball at one point goes and grabs rachel oh he Ooh. was telling meatball that that's right yeah and he goes hey like i need to tell you something i don't like how hayden's been talking about you and gabby he tells rachel what he's heard Hayden say Rachel is shocked as she should be because Hayden has not presented himself like that whatsoever to her. Mm -mm. But she's like, I don't think you'd be lying. Like, why would you lie? So she goes immediately to go get Hayden and Hayden's like, yeah, sure. Let's go talk. And then she's like, do you know why I'm pulling you? And then he's like, no, like what? And he's kind of acting dumb. No, he was like, oh, is it because I was talking shit about you? Because you yeah. cut me off when I was telling you about Rambo. And she's like, you think this is about your dog? <laughs> 
<laughs> Which, like, I mean, the dog thing is so sad, and like, I want to be like respectful 100%. of that, but it's like, I mean, I too would have that reaction if a guy was just talking mad shit about me on a show where I'm supposed to choose a husband, and you think I'm talking about your dog when you've been talking all this fucking shit about me, basically. Um, and she calls him out, and she says like what she heard. And she basically says, like, I believe the person that told me because I don't understand why they would lie about that. And he basically denies it. He flat out lies. and is like, nope. That's not my character and yada, yada, yada. And Rachel, I just I really like how Rachel handles confrontation because she's just like holds the person accountable, even if they won't. And she doesn't she also just doesn't give him the time of day if she knows they're lying. Mm. She's like she didn't like give him any more time to explain. She was just like, can I walk you out? Like she was just like this. Obviously, like we're not. This is not going to get resolved. And I feel like she's someone that doesn't really need closure. She's just like, okay, like whatever. Obviously this is not going to work. Let's move on. And she walks him out. And I feel like she's just handled a lot of conversation this season like that. And I really appreciate her for it. Good. I hope he's at the, what is it called? The reunion episode? Oh, he'll be there. Yeah. I, I hope he is, dude. And I hope we get to see those clips. I think he'll be at Paradise <laughs> too. I'm not going to lie. I, he's too big of a person. I hope not. But, um, yeah, so she walks him out and then in his talking head, he's like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm excited to go home to Rambo. Like I love Rambo more than I think I could love Rachel. Like almost saying as if as much as Rambo loves me. Yeah. He's almost like talking as if he like made the decision to leave. Like that's how he sounds. Like he's like, I'm going to go home to Rambo. Like it's like, dude, you got eliminated. Like you got walked out, like just own up to it. Move on. And like just zero accountability about what he said. No apology, no nothing. Just left, which is fine. But I do want to pull up his Instagram post about today. Stop. Yes. Okay. Because you can't deny the freaking footage. Yes. That's plastered on TV. This is the thing. And like everybody says this every season and I still just like, I don't know, maybe it's just like you don't feel it in the moment. Or you're, I don't know, like you're being recorded. How does that not like come into your head? Like you can't lie. Like you're being recorded all the time. Like it's going to come up. All right. So this is what Hayden says. He says, for those who watched tonight's episode, you saw me at my absolute worst and lowest moment. I have always tried to carry myself with humility and respect for others. However, my complete lapse of judgment was not only disappointing, but it was absolutely unacceptable. I genuinely want to express my deepest apologies to both Gabby and Rachel for my actions. I take full responsibility for not being the man I was raised to be in those moments, especially towards two wonderful, deserving ladies who I truly respect. I really hate how this season ended, but this experience was not one that I was mentally or emotionally prepared for with the current things going on in my life. He's blaming it on his dog. Of Just, why he was an asshole on the show. <laughs> so it's Rambo's fault. Rambo has cancer. It's his fault that you're an asshole. And he says, despite how everything transpired, it was an amazing experience that I'll never forget and will learn from. I wish Gabby and Rachel all the best and hope they can accept my apology. Look, it's obviously a hard time for the guy, but like, I just, I don't know. When my dog was dying of cancer, I I don't know if I can recall moments in which I thought, I don't know, that I would say things like that about people. But also, I've never been on The Bachelorette, so who can say? I don't remember you calling me a bitch. (laughs) I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, not even, and you were there when my dog was dying, and when my dog died, there were situations in which things were bad, 
with other people and I don't think I took out anything on them directly, I guess. The thing is, is that I don't believe that this was his lowest moment because the way he just so casually, I don't know, we're talking about the girls and saying like, I don't trust these bitches. This is after, you know, yeah, they were like digging at him for saying like that Gabby was rough around the edges. Right. Mm, yeah. But he got away with it. Like Rachel still gave him a rose. Right. Yeah. So he was she gave him the benefit of the doubt. He was still there and he's still saying this about the both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think that this is a low for him. It, it I think it's that's just casual for him. Yeah. But I, I just feel like in in my own personal experience, when I've said shitty things about other people that were uncalled for, it's because like I was shitty. Like yeah. the shitty things that I have done to other people, I might have my reason, but I was also shitty at the time. Like, I don't feel like I shy away from that. Like I was like a piece of shit to people in my life. And that's mm. like point blank it. And now like today, Karen, hopefully like, I think I wouldn't do that to those people again if I was put in the same situation or whatever. But like at the time, like all the shit that I've done to people, it's because like I was shitty at the time, regardless of what was going on. And like, I feel like that's like more accountability than like I was going through a lot of the time. Like you could be going through a lot of the time and still like have shitty qualities about you. And like, I've been there. I think a lot of us have been there. He's obviously having like a really rough time. It's mm. not easy to lose a pet. Like I, I, some people don't feel like this. And I think a lot of people also do feel like this. Like a pet is a family member. Like yeah. losing a pet is absolutely heartbreaking there's a grieving process you don't fully grieve it like it is part of your family it's not easy but it's not an excuse it's it's i mean that behavior it's like that's not the first time you've acted like that you know like it's just it's not the first time you've had thoughts like that is it he felt comfortable enough to call them bitches to the other guys so and it didn't seem like the guys were reacting to it so like he kept saying shit like that without getting even like reassurance yeah. from other guys saying the same shit like you can't yeah. even blame it on groupthink at that point yeah i don't know i mean it just fucking sucked it was really weird to yeah. see someone talk like that but moving but on rachel believed meatball thankfully and thankfully. now he's gone yep i wish all of the you know the shows like villains like that would just get, like got sent just, off like that boom they're gone because <laughs> it, it doesn't always, it doesn't always happen like that yeah just like that rachel just didn't take any of it she was just like all right i'm done moving on all right so now we go to roses um and um tino and tyler on rachel's side already have roses from their dates on gabby's side jason and spencer already have roses from their dates on Rachel's side, she gives Avon, Meatball, Zach, and uh, Logan a rose, um, which we'll go to Logan in a second. Um, and then on Gabby's side, she gives Nate, Eric, Johnny, who just is an extremely casual person. I don't know. He's just like just vibing out on there. Uh, Michael and Mario a rose, which means that Quincy, Kirk, and Jordan H. go home. Now, the lead up to logan getting a rose he's the last one to get the rose is that he's like been talking about how he needs to talk to rachel and to tell her that he wants to like explore with gabby he needs to talk to gabby and tell gabby that he's still interested in her yada 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 and he's like do i accept this rose like knowing that like i don't want to like pursue her do i do this yada 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 
And when it comes to like him getting the rose, I think that he was about to say like, hey, Rachel, can we actually go talk? Because like he waited until the absolutely last minute to talk to her. To be fair, she did cut the cocktail party short. That is true. He might have been planning to talk to her. That's a good point. But yeah. Yeah. That doesn't excuse what he does after. But he takes her rose knowing that he's not going to pursue her. And he says it would be stupid of me not to take it so that I could have a chance to talk to Gabby. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, that's so fucked up. Like, I I get that. Like, the timing is so bad because Rachel had a rough week. But like, I feel like you at one point you just have to be like, I can't waste this girl's time anymore. And like, say like, hey, I want to talk to you again. There's no rules on this show. She could have. Maybe he doesn't. Hey, maybe he pulls her after the rose ceremony. I don't know how it all goes down, but it's just like you have to like have respect for her and her time and her emotions and for your own and like nip this in the bud ASAP because she's taking this very seriously and it just feels like a waste of her time and a waste of her rose for you to already decide that you don't want to get to know her. But I don't know. And, you know, then it cuts to the guys who are like, let's just have a good week with Rachel. Let's just not upset her so that we have a good week. And I know Logan's just like, fuck, dude, I'm about to fuck this up. But mm-hmm. yeah, he is. <laughs> Damn. I mean, we I think we caught a little bit uh, on the preview. Yeah. Of what might be to come. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's just, he just kind of irks me a little bit. And the way that he was talking about it, too, was just way too, like, I don't know. The way he worded the fact that he still has a rose while he's going to pursue Gabby. And he's like, I don't know, he's kind of like blase about it. And it just, yeah. like, really pisses me off. Because it's like, they're taking it seriously. I really hope if he does tell Gabby that she's just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> But like I was saying on the preview, like it seems like he he might be there because I think I heard like the guy saying like, is he on this now? Yeah. Like, does he not? uh, Does Gabby not have like a good enough connection with the rest of us that she has to bring in like someone else? Right. That's what it sounded like to me. And it sounded like they're talking about Logan. That's fair. That's true. I wonder. So. I wonder if he comes to talk to Gabby during Gabby's group date oh, and then the guys take that as like uh, as like Gabby, like allowing him to be there. Or maybe he pulls her and he and she like sends him back to like the group date and mm. she's just like overwhelmed, but he, it doesn't work out for him or something because, you know, how they edit it sometimes to make it seem more serious than it is. But I guess we're going to have to find out next week. Oy, oy, oy. All right. Well, Jimmy. I don't know if you remember this, but we give a rose out, each of us, at the end, and we also give a do-better at the end. I can go first if you want me to, but we do the rose first. Sure. You want me to go first? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to give my, ro- my rose to Tyler, because he surprised me. Um, not that I had any negative like feelings towards the guy. There's just I had no expectations for him, and I just thought he was really sweet. And I think a big thing about it, too, the way he was talking about it, he just seemed pretty confident in, like, himself and who he is while he was, like, telling Rachel, like, I'm cool with it. Like, I'll be at home and I'll support your career. Um, It just, I don't know. It seemed like a really easy response for him because it felt, it, like, rang very true for him. So I just really like him. And I hope we get to see him, like, on a, like, more, like, a longer one-on-one date with Rachel. Mm. Because I think she deserves to have more guys there that are there for her. I think Mm. they are there 
she just hasn't been able to explore all of them just yet because there's all this drama with all these other guys who I don't know can't get their shit together so yeah Tyler gets my rose what about you I'm gonna have to guess that um Nate probably gets quite a few roses no you get you give a rose who you liked I know I I'm just Oh, I'm just prefacing. Oh, you're guessing that we give Nate roses. That Nate probably gets a lot of roses oh, from you guys. Probably, yeah. <laughs> so no, I was just you can gonna, still give it to him. No, no, I was just gonna say that I'm gonna give it to Nate for instead of you know just giving like platitudes and shit to actually getting to know the girls. Oh yeah, or I guess girl at this Gabby. point. Yeah, Gabby. And you know, making his like compliments like personal and stuff like that. So that really let Gabby know that he actually is interested in her and that he is thinking about her in that way. Mm, Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Well, this part is either you can give a trash bag or a do better, Mm. um, depending where this person is at. But for me, I'm going to give a trash bag to Hayden. What? No way. (laughs) What? What? It was just straight up trash bag behavior. That doesn't mean that people can't come back from it, but it's just like the way he talked about them. No reason is a good enough reason. It was bad, dude. It was bad. It It was was disrespectful. But not only that, not even being able to be upfront about how you feel about them in front of them is also bad. Like I'd rather have someone be honest with me than be fake with me. Mm. Like if you don't like me, fine, whatever. That's your own prerogative. But then to like in my face be like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't serious. Like it's just like too much. Like just don't do that. So trash bag behavior, there's no excuse for it. Obviously guys are going through a rough time. I wish, you know, his dog the best. It's really, really hard, but we have to like treat women better. It's just like not excusable. Mm. Um he seems to make somewhat of an apology. But I think at the end of the day, it really is just about you and only you and not about the circumstances around what's happening in your life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. What about you? I'm going to say I'm going to give a do better to the producers <laughs> for putting these girls like up against each other oh, almost. Yeah, because they put Rachel like as part of Gabby's date. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, that one itself wasn't the worst one. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. It's just because of like all the other stuff like going on around it. But I'm just like remembering when they had Rachel. I think I think it was Gabby's date and she like leaves in like a helicopter. Mm. And they oh, had, yeah. Nate. Was it with Nate? Yeah, it was with Nate. Yeah. And okay. she just sent someone home on a one on one the like day before. And they just have like Rachel there, like hanging out. And then she, wa- Rachel watches, you know, them leave on their helicopter. Yeah. And then they like, they like pan to Rachel. Like, I guess maybe she was supposed to look longingly at the camera. But I mean, these girls support each other. So I imagine Rachel was fine and she was happy. Yeah. For Gabby. But it, it just feels like they're not, they're not obviously trying to pit them like against each other, but it, it just feels like there's like maybe a little bit of that going on. Yeah, I don't feel I like don't it's straight up malicious. I think they just didn't fully think through the logistics of yeah. how this season was going to work. But that, that's just what it feels like to me. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do another combined date or if they'll wait until their relationships with the other with their men is a little more solidified yeah, it, and then do a combined again, date. It's just hard because it's like 
I, I keep saying, is, is it week four? I, yeah, I've lost it's week track. four. It's yeah. week four. It's week four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get like hometowns in a couple weeks. Like we're, we're going. That, that hometown is going to be like week six. <laughs> Quick season. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, that's about it. You got anything else for the people, Jimmy? Nope. <laughs> well, that's it. Thanks for um, co-hosting with me today. Yeah. And, and, and if anybody thought, um, that this was boring. Ashley's back next week. Oh, yes. If you've made it this far and you're very upset, it's okay. Unless they really like me, then we'll, you know, bye, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> he quits the podcast and now he wants to take Ashley's job. If if I get one compliment, then, you know, I'm sorry, Ashley. Then she's out forever. Yeah. All right. No, not really. <laughs> you, guys, you guys commit too much time to this. <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all well thank you for joining us follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok the details will be in the description make sure to subscribe and please leave a review on wherever you listen and let us know all your very opinionated thoughts and thank you for letting us steal you for a sec bye <laughs>